Welcome to Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy. Oh yes, welcome to it. It's underway. We've got footy on the TV. How was your steak, eggs and chips, Scotty Sattler? Outstanding. Hello everyone. What cut of meat did you take? Always a rump. Always a rump. I know you're a rump man. T-bone most overrated steak. Yes, it is. Closely followed by... Don't say it. Don't say it. Tomahawk. Oh. No, Tomahawk's good. You've got to know how to cook it. Mm. No, mate, you don't know how to cook it. No. You don't. You don't even have a barbecue. Well, I do. No, it's not set up yet, is it? I've actually got a normal barbecue. Oh, when do you use it? I used it last night. Yeah. Rumps rumps are good, solid meat. You know, it's your six out of ten. It's not going to let you down. Maybe a seven. It's not going to let you down, as long as you cook it right. Well, that was me, rugby league week every week, six or a seven. Just, <laughs> I'm happy with that. <laughs> you always bring it back to you, don't you? You're incredible. Uh, but the best cut for me is the eye fillet. No, too expensive. And for a little bit of, for no, a little bit of, for a little bit of food. No. This is where you get it wrong, and this is not free advertising for Audi supermarkets. But you go there, and you can buy like a roll of it for like. Have you tasted their lamb shanks? Yeah, I have. <sighs> Yeah, but lamb, any lamb shank tastes good when you've slow cooked it for eight hours. But, mate, let me get back to the ribeye. You is get this a, a barbecue show? Or? It is. You get a pre it's – a, it's a rolled piece of eye fillet. Mm. It's about 30 bucks, and you get about five – depends how thick you cut it. You mm. get about five or six steaks yeah, out of it. It's not enough for me. What do you mean? It's just not enough meat. I've got to have a big slab of meat. Well, put – it is – you can have a big slab of meat. No, I don't like looking at the little tiny skinny pieces, whether there's three or four of them. They're I, not tiny little I skinny need to pieces, have, mate. I need to have one big slab of meat, and that's what I had, a big slab of rump. Are you talking about what you had for tea last <laughs> night again? <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome to a big show. Uh, first one back for 2023, Kieran Foran on the show. He joined us on Sports Day uh, during the week, I think, well, actually, you joined yourself and Matt Rogers yeah. in a chat. Uh, of course, Matt is a new part of Sports Day uh, here. Uh, Chris Nelson's got some oil for us for a Saturday afternoon's racing in Brisbane. Uh, we'll get to that as well. But the news of the week, Sats, um, we spoke to Pete Bedell on Thursday night mm. on Sports Day, and he, he broke this news about Jason Taumalolo from the Cowboys. Have a listen been given the green light by the Cowboys to launch his boxing career. So he has signed a contract to take part in an amateur fight at the end of the rugby league season. So he's not defecting to boxing altogether. He'll be still staying at the Cowboys, which is good news. But he's always been interested in fighting. He's He fancies himself as a boxer. And a couple of years ago, guys, you may remember there was a fight night in Townsville where yep. Josh Papali took part, Junior Paulo was there, Ben Hammond fought, Justin Hodges fought. So there's plans in place for another fight night later in the year after the NRL Grand Final. And Jason Tamalolo has been given approval by the Cowboys to take part in that event. It's not finalised yet. They're still putting together some names. But one certainty is that if he's fit, if he avoids injury, Jason Tamalolo will put on the gloves and jump in the ring, a heavyweight blockbuster away. Wow. Yeah. Who's going to take him on? Who's be crazy someone. enough? There'll be someone who'll put their hand up. Depends how much they're, they're willing to pay him. Now, Nick Livermore, who's a very good friend of, of myself, and you've met Nick before, and um, he's the man that's behind this fight night that apparently is going to be in Townsville uh, at the season, just not long after the season finishes. It'll be exciting. Again, one of those boxing fight nights where um, he'll have a, a lot of a lot of 
current players and ex-players going up against each other. I, I, I can see a Jason Taumalolo, Tavita Pengai Jr. Maybe. Mm. Mm. What about a Hodges? Or a Matt Lodge. Oh, there it is. Matt Lodge has always wanted to there get in the There it ring. is. Yeah. There it is. Wow, what a tough fight that would be. That'd be great. And that fight I already spoke about just before COVID it was. I remember going up for that to Townsville. It was a great fight. And I think uh, Matty Bowen fought Craig Gower, Scotty Prince fought, uh, Justin Hodges fought. Um, yeah, it was a great night. Really, really good night. Could we do a crosscodes? Could we see someone like a Buddy Franklin or a Barry Hall? Taking on Jason Taumalolo. Was he just too big? I want to see Barry Hall up against Nelson Asafa Solomana. Just didn't he go off on Thursday night at the end of the game, Nelson? Something Mm. was going on there with those. I couldn't believe Parramatta supporters would be giving it to you. No, not (laughs) not a chance in hell. Anyway, that'll be good to see. And I just, yeah. It's amazing now how footy club sats are allowing players to go and do little pet projects. Did you... Did you have any when you were playing? Did No, did... you weren't allowed to. Oh, yeah, they, they were so strict back then that we had clauses in our contracts. You weren't allowed to go snow skiing in the off-season. <laughs> oh, sorry, during if you had a weekend off during winter. I could imagine you. Yeah, so we had a player that ruptured his knee. Snow skiing. So they entered into a lot of the contracts. No snow skiing during you know, weekends off in the NRL. Um, yeah, there are a little bit more freedom now. And I suppose it's it's the strength of the, the player now, the the player's got a lot more pull. Yeah, they've got a lot more um, pull in the game now, a lot more skin in the game. So, yeah, um, there was a few of us that wanted to have some charity fights back in the day, and they, a lot of clubs didn't let you do it unless you Not even in the off-season? No. No. Funnily enough, it was back then when you you got knocked out during a game, but you get back up and keep going. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They were afraid that if you got knocked out in the off-season – that you wouldn't be right for training through the preseason. So, Doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know, but it's the way it was. And you wouldn't have got knocked out, let's no. be honest. You would have been knocking blokes out. Well, you don't, you don't get knocked out when you run. <laughs> Just run around the ring. <laughs> hey, uh, Bo for more. One of the one oh, of the nicest blokes in mm. the in the NRL. Young bloke, young family man, uh, has ruptured his ACL at training, and will miss the 2023 season with not many options for Holbrook to replace him. What are your thoughts on David Fafita and should his reign or should his role change? Yeah, I think his role should change. Um, just turned twenty three, and I've got to keep reminding myself about David Fafita no. that he's still only twenty three. Uh, but in saying that, um, this is a huge loss. And looking through their playing ranks, they've got a couple of young players that that now given the opportunity, which is what it does. It offers a really good opportunity to someone. Uh, but he was one of their best players last year, along with Tino Fasul Malawi. So. Huge out. I thought he would have played Origin this year, both for more. I thought he would have come off the bench for Queensland. Proud Dolby boy. Um, but in saying that, I think David Fafita, I'd, I'd said this a few weeks ago, I'd move him to lock and I would not let him play that role that like Isaiah Yo does or Victor Radley does, but more a, a role where he gets free reign. Don't just sit on the right-hand side where he is. He can move over to the left-hand side wherever his halves want him. He can play around the middle of the ruck where his hookers and halves can use him on yeah. fatigued forwards. Don't expect him to play 80 minutes. And the first thing people say is, oh, he's not fit enough. Don't need him to be fit enough. Defend him on an edge just inside the halfback or the 5'8". But don't defend him in the middle. But see, when you're the coach of a team, you can play any player any way you want. There's no set routine for a player. And that's been proven over a number of years now where number 13 is like a third front rower or whatever it may be. So you can build the 
you can build your game plan strategy around the players that you have. So mm. I just think we've, when they had Bo Fomore and David Feeder on either side, left and right, Fomore on the left, they had double threats. Now one of those threats has been taken away. How do you expose that that threat of Fafita across the entire part of the field? Oh, did you have the Titans in the top eight in your prediction? You had them thereabouts, didn't you? I had them. I've got a group of teams that are fighting at that one spot in the yep, eight. Yep. Yeah. Are they any chance now? He's a massive. He was their best player last year. Did I don't know whether you had a look, Woogie, but their odds to make the top eight. I haven't seen this. Yeah. No. It, as soon as it had got announced. Yesterday, oh, sorry, Friday, Thursday lunchtime, when it got announced, their odds started to not blow out, but they they started to increase significantly from a top eight point of view, from a top four point of view, and even from um, this weekend's game against the Tigers at Leichhardt. Yeah, right. Yeah. I would never have had them top four because um, those teams – we keep talking about this because I, I, loved, I loved hearing your predictions over the last few weeks about and, – and, and even Badge started it while you were on holidays – where you thought teams were going to end up. Um, and it was like, oh, they're going to be around the eights. But, you know, in the end, in all jokes aside, you had about 12 teams mm. around the eights. And they might, they may end up a game outside the eight. I don't know. But it's hard to displace the teams that finished seven to one last year. And the Raiders are the only ones I've got a question mark over, and they finished eighth. I think they would have been. They would have been a very good year if they finished in the top eight. And now without Bo Furmore, I can't see them doing it. I can't see it. Yeah, mate. I, I, as much as it, it it pains me to say, because you know, I grew up on the Gold Coast and and they're a great club, mate. Everyone from the top down in that club, they are, are a great bunch good of people. people. So yeah, I, I tend to think that they're they're running uphill at the moment. I I truly believe from team sort of fifteen to team mm. eight. I think this year there's only going to be about two or, f- two or four points that will separate them. I think you're right then, mm. yeah. Uh, the rumours are flying around. There's nothing to back this up. It's just journalists creating stories. So we might as well jump on the bandwagon uh, for feeder. Is there any ch- – the Raiders are interested. We believe the offer that the Titans are going to put forward is about 650. Yeah, it's pretty low. What's he on, about 1.2 something now yeah. or 1.1 something. Uh, so it's almost a haircut of 50%. Um the Raiders are offering somewhere we believe around the eight fifty a year. Well, his girlfriend Charlie Bent plays for Canberra in as the well. W, yeah. There's talk now that with Flegler off to the Dolphins, the Broncos all of a sudden are going to have all of this space in their salary cap. Would it be worth his while to look at the Broncos and perhaps go back to that team? At twenty three, you've got time on your side, so you look at all options. They got one point five million that's freed up. From Tom Flegler and Herbie Farnworth. Of course, yes. Herbie yeah. Farnworth. So well. I've got to say, Tom Flegler's accepted. But hang on, you've got to replace Herbie Farnworth. You can't. Well, you can't, well, you can't no, re- they've, got, they've got a kid there at the moment that'll end up playing first grade this year. His name's Dean Mariner. He is a potential superstar. Sats. Okay, and that, that's, that's great. But you, you did this when you're at the Titans, right? You put together a playing list. Is it crazy to take two players' salaries and put it into one? Well, it's, it, it works in like a matrix of positions. So if you lose Flegler as a front rower, you'd like to replace him with a front rower slash back rower of some sort. Fafita would come into that equation. Yeah. Um, but, you, yeah, you wouldn't want to throw a lot of Herbie Farmworth's money. Into him. Into him as well. You'd keep that aside for an outside back. Now, this Dean Manor I'm talking about, uh, I think he's a PBC kid on the Gold Coast, Palm Beach Crumbin. But 
um, they'd want to be able to use when they want to renew him down the track. They want to be able to use a little bit of that money from Herbie Farmworth to throw into Dean Mariner. Right. So you could use a little bit out of that to throw it into, say, a Fafita for argument's sake, but you wouldn't want to use all of it. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, Flegler was probably their number three front rower at the Broncos. He signed number one front rower money at at the Dolphins. Good on him. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I think he's worth it too. Yeah, so you know, as a state of origin player, he's a very good player. He's he probably looking at 600000 Six to six fifty, possibly, possibly. Yeah. Uh, as a state of origin player, so to offer that to save for feeder and a little bit of, maybe I think that's cheap money that's been freed up from Herbie Farmworth, or they may not re-sign another front rower or back rower this year and use a little bit more money. But there. where's the one point five come from? Now that would be Herbie Farmworth and. Thomas Flegler together. Oh come on! Money, they're not, they're mon- not earning one point five together. No, together. Well, yeah, you got a not state, a chance. You got a state of origin front rower in Tom Flegler. So he's taking a pay cut to go to the Dolphins. Is that what you're saying? No, but if you both of them together at one point five. No, I get that. One might be getting, you know, one might be getting seven hundred. One might be getting, you know, eight hundred. You don't know, but it, it'd be around well, the one point four to one point five. What, what, what did Flegler sign for the Dolphins? Don't know. Don't know. You, there's no way you'd be paying a centre $700,000 a year. There's no way. No, no, you wouldn't be. So that means Flegler would then be earning, say, 900 or something. Let's say Farnworth was getting a half a million, which he wouldn't, not as a centre. Yeah, he probably would. Okay. that means he's a, he's a strike centre. That means Flegler had to be earning 900000 which he isn't. It depends what It's that, a depend, rubbish story, Sat. depends what they put aside for him. Okay, so you're going to work at a minimum and a maximum. I want a job at the Broncos. So... You're going to be working at positions. You're going to say, what are we prepared to go to to keep him? For a front rower and a centre, 1.5 million. Well, it's only speculative. Well, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying it's rubbish. That's top end. I'm saying it's rubbish. What are we going to have to put aside if we have to negotiate? What are we happy to to pay both of these players at their pure maximum? There shouldn't be more than 1.2. 600,000 apiece. Possibly, yeah. If that. Or 700,000 the front row because they do some work. Mm. And the centre who does nothing. And Cohen's just put a really good really good question in here. Shouldn't the Broncos spend money on a top-tier hooker? They don't have a hooker. They've got one that's 19 years of age. Oh, all this stuff's going to happen in years, isn't it? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You've got you to you gotta build with, from within. And they've got this Blake Moser who is a – He's a potential superstar. I know, but again, they haven't reached their potential. They're not at that level yet. They're not even playing. Cameron Smith played his debut in 2002 in the halves. Yep. In 2003, he was playing Origin. So it doesn't take long for for the special players. It's that time for an Off the Bench Friday Night Preview. Just before we get to that, something I forgot to mention we're fighting about before we uh, came on air. Uh, you don't like it when Channel Nine crossed to the commentary uh, to the coaches' box, do you? I thought the Channel Nine broadcasters really don't get me wrong during the game outstanding when you yeah. got Billy and Joey and and Freddie on the sideline, whatever it may be, uh, outstanding. Uh, Matty Thompson, good caller, really good caller. But they went from the news, and I don't know whether this happened in all the markets. The listeners listening to this, but where I was watching it, no. they went straight from the news, yeah, straight to the dressing shed, yep. And a minute later, they were running out. So you're watching it in Queensland. Yep. Remember, they're an, we're an hour behind. Yeah. So kickoff was 8 o'clock. It never happened in the non-daylight saving states. So they had a build-up. They had a build-up oh. from 7.30. So, but, so blame blame Anastasia Palaszczuk for that one. What's your next problem? 
Why Anastasia? Why is that? Because we don't have daylight savings. Yeah, look, can we have daylight savings, please? Well, it wouldn't be daylight savings then. It would just be normal time, wouldn't it? Oh, move on. Yeah. Next. Um, no, we're on normal time. They're on daylight savings. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so What's your next I found complaint? it was underwhelming. I sort of went, where's the big build-up? Where's the big Gus Gould moment or Billy Slater launching the 2020? Yeah, they would season? have done that in the – okay. No, okay. we've moved on from that. What's okay. your other complaint? I don't like it when they go to the coach's interview. Why? Because, one, I think it's – I don't think you get anything that's new. But you've sat in coaches' boxes. Yeah. All the time, post your playing career. Yeah. So to you, it's just meh. for us, people who are just fans of the game. I love it because it takes you into the inner sanctum. Okay. I I, I love it. Yeah. What sure. are you learning from it? Oh, I learned what I get out of it. Me personally, just the personality, or the, the like. Geez, geez, he's calm. Like during Origin, it was unbelievable. I d- I thought Origins was terrible. Yeah, but you've been in that environment. You, it's like. It's like when we walk into a radio studio every day. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah there's about 800 TV screens and mm. some lights and that. People come in and they're going, oh, wow, look at this. You never let anyone in the front door, so oh, no one ever point. gets to see it. Uh, we let the pizza delivery guy in the other yeah. <laughs> couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. It is cliched and that, but for us punters who just love the okay. sport. I'm surprised. I'm not surprised that they didn't go to Craig Bellamy. I'm pretty sure that that would have been met with a stern no. <laughs> Panthers-Broncos, Friday night football. Yep. This is going to be a ripper at Great Blue game. Bet Stadium. 7.05 Queensland time, 8.05 New South Wales time. So don't expect a big build-up if you're watching this in Queensland tonight. All right? Just pre-warning <laughs> you. How are they going to go without any uh, Api Corusau or Viliama Viliama Kikau? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what style they're going to play. Whether they're going to have to change their their strategy and game plan around the way they attack. Defensively, they'll be the same. Um, Viliama Kikau, funnily enough, everyone sees how big he is. Six foot four, can run like a centre. He's got skills like a halfback. But he had these amazing defensive displays. He come up with these huge defensive efforts, especially on kick chase. Um, so it's going to be interesting how they change in attack without Appy at 5'8", that crafty number nine, not knowing what he's going to do. And then you've got that that threat out on the left-hand side. I think Jerome Luai is going to be the one that misses in the most, Viliami. Um, and for Brisbane, I've got to say, I'm liking what I'm seeing from their, their lineup without Reese Walsh tonight, but they've got Selwyn at fullback. You don't lose much there. Mm. Um, so I'm liking what Brisbane are, are putting out on paper. Interesting again. How they'll how they'll play, but they started last year off really well. They beat South. They won five of the first six or whatever it may be. So it wouldn't surprise me. I think Penrith will win, and they should win. It wouldn't surprise me if they go down and and cause an upset. Uh, matchups: Cleary Reynolds, uh, yep. Isaiah versus Patrick Carrigan. Well, two different locks. Carrigan's yep. a bit of a ball player, but he's a little bit like a front rower. Isaiah Yo, he's just got beautiful, subtle silk skills and. Is like an old-fashioned lock forward. So two different players, but both players are the leaders of their clubs. So. Isaiah Yo would never wear a man bun. Never. Well, he hasn't got enough hair to have a man bun. <laughs> so you reckon uh, the Panthers win it at home? I think Panthers will win, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's going to be a very close game. What do you reckon? Six points? Try in it? I, I think it's a goal kick. Really? Two I think points? It's a cleary, a cleary sideline conversion to, to break the shackles. Right, yeah. There you have it. Scotty Sattler picking, surprisingly, the Penrith Panthers to beat the <laughs> Brisbane Broncos tonight. In oh, hang on a sec. Matty Rogers picked the Sharks to win the comp this year. All right. Year. <laughs>
Let's go to a break. More Off The Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off The Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. The kick's still on. Right-hand side, Gutherson. Gutherson goes right. And Penasini. Will Penasini pencils in. Try number one of season 2023. In the second half, Harry Grant from dummy half. Oh, nice. Meany. Meany saw the hole. Meany scores the try. And it's about to be six all. Dummies. Dummies again. Goes to the line. Here's a chance. Barlow. Junior Barlow. Bounces past one. He was in the clear. No one on the planet was going to stop Big Junior. And he takes the Parramatta Eels to a 10 points to six lead. Munster to Nelson. Oh, the show and go. It was Scotty Prince-esque. And young Tottenham-Apia. It's a great... Great moustache, it's a great meat pie, <laughs> and Melbourne Storm score a beautiful try. Now it ends up with Warbrick. Warbrick goes behind the player, gets a pass back to Eli Katoa. This is it, and we're going to Golden Point. Oh. 12 all. <laughs> the Parramatta Eels of the Melbourne Storm in the first game of 2023. They're putting in overtime. Munster is just pointing. He's marshalling the troops around. Harry Grant from dummy half. Harry Grant takes off. Harry Grant scores next to the post. And this brilliant, perfect record of Bellamy stays intact. Harry Grant, the match winner. Melbourne Storm have stolen it. 16 points to 12 at no stage of regular time with a Melbourne Storm in front. You go to extra time and Harry Grant goes bang. What a solo try that was. What a call for Joel Sugarcane as well. On SCN League, yep. He is uh, an amazing player. He um, yeah, he was the best player on the field last night. Uh, he would have got all the awards. He got the Channel 9 man of the match as well. But in saying that, um, Joel makes a really good point. They didn't lead at all throughout the game, but they did what Melbourne do. They, they're so good defensively. The amount of possession that Parramatta had, realistically, they probably should have... 55%. So yeah, they really... Especially through that first half, they probably should have been three tries ahead, but they weren't able to ice it because they were playing against a really good defensive side, and and that's what Bellamy does. Bellamy gets them ready with a defensive mindset. If you're good defensively, everything else just you get a lot of confidence out of defending really well. If your first major involvement in a game, if you've got the opportunity to make it a defensive one, get out of the line and try to get in the face of someone. Get out, get up, and really try and. Uh, stop any sort of momentum, generally the rest of your game will all fall into place. And that's what Melbourne do. They're so good defensively. They just squeezed mm. Parramatta to the point where they just couldn't handle the pressure anymore. Munster compounded dislocation of his yep. finger and a fracture. The bone was sticking out the end of his finger. Mm. Sticking out the end, tapes it up. It would have had a heap of needles. And came out. And played in that second half. I don't think they would have won the game without him oh, on no. the field. No, because he offers so many yeah. questions. And when he's actually on the field, as a defender, you're looking where they are. And you just heard in the commentary, he was pointing to where he yeah. wanted to go. Yeah, he's he's a, an unbelievable athlete. He's a throwback. What he, did you say yesterday about him when you saw him on the TV? His skin looks healthy. Mm. He looks re- When you're really fit, and it means you're living a really clean life, your skin is really, really healthy. I've never seen... Munster look as healthy as what I've seen him. How's mine look? Yeah, questionable. Opposite. Uh, but Harry Grant, this young man who, by the time he's retired, we'll be talking about him the same way. I'm going to leave Cameron Smith out by himself. 
But we'll be talking about him in the same breath as how quick is Elias, he Elias, oh. Steve Walters, these really great hookers over the years. How good is he out of – how quick is he out of dummy? You know what, Jason? I was commentating a Host Plus Cup, Queensland Cup game once, and I'd been watching a lot of Harry. And Harry at that stage was 20, I think. And Queensland was struggling to find a hooker. They had no hookers. They were thinking, oh, Andrew McCulloch or do we play Ben Hunt hooker? Mm. We're not quite sure. And I was saying during commentary of a Queensland Cup game, and they've done it before Queensland in the past, they should pick this kid Harry Green out of reserve grade mm. to play Origin because knowing what sort of kid he is off the field, yeah. he's a tough your Rockhampton boy, your yeah. Poon boy. Yeah. He would have handled it even when he's, as a 20-year-old playing reserve grade. So, yeah, he's a special talent. And the next question is what happens now without – without Munster, because I think he'll have to have surgery. He will have to have surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Hodgson, just quickly, 10 seconds. He was great, wasn't he, on his return? Yeah, really good direction. Great out dummy half. Ask questions. The crafty hookers. That's why they're so important to your halfbacks. Yeah. Well done. All righty. Uh, the Panthers and Broncos tonight. Can I just say, if Parramatta played any other team, or most they other teams last night, they win by 20 or 30. Right, yeah, break time on Off the Bench when we come back. Kieran Foran, the big recruit for the Titans, joins us. More Off the Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off the Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Hopefully next time when we're talking the war, the, the battle tested oh, war horse. That's wow. a slap in the face, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, should have, is that a rap? Or yeah, what? I don't know. Uh, backhanded compliment, I think that one is. Listen, a guy joining us on the show now, as you realise, is Kieran Foran, the new, probably one of the biggest off-season signings. Absolutely, along with Verrills. I reckon yep. the t- two of the best off-season yep. signings at the Titans. But in, in a room right here, and Kieran, hello, welcome to Sports Day, mate. Hey guys. In this room, I've got a man who played for two Gold Coast teams in Scotty Sattler. What were they again? The defunct Giants? No, I was a scholarship holder at the Giants. Yeah. I played at the Seagulls and then the Chargers. And then Matty Rogers obviously played for the Titans. Yep. And you signed Scotty, Matty Rogers, at the Titans. Oh, well, we did. Yeah. As a as a no, you team. always walk around the yeah, sports day and go, I got Matty Rogers. <sighs> yeah. anyway. We did the, we did the well, launch not, of the casino. Well, it's not that? about us, this interview. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's get back to the, <laughs> yeah, uh, the guy. We talk to the guys Here on the he phone. Is, uh, one of the best signings for 2023, Kieran Foran. Welcome to Sports Day again. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Now, have you found anything that is equivalent to the, to the, sta- the stain yet on the Gold Coast? <laughs> the manly <laughs> course. Yet, no. No. Ah, uh, the Burley Pab's all right, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It does go all right. Yeah, it does you've got go to right. mortgage your house for a beer down there. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, um, <laughs> mate, just back, right. back to the footy. Um, mate, you've come to the Titans, yep. uh, you know, a big signing. And, you know, I look at the role that you will play there. And, you know, obviously they had their challenges last year with the spine, a really young spine, lacked some direction at times, hindered the ability to, you know, use the strike weapons like the Fafitas on the edges and stuff. Um, how have you found, you know, you feeling, well, you know, you're taking over that position in the middle there and, and steering the ship with those younger minds? Yeah, look, I've been blown, blown away since um, arriving at the club just with the amount of talent that they, they possess. Like, um, as you said just then, you know, they 
they probably didn't use it as well as they could have last season, um, you know, and they went with a, a reasonably inexperienced spine. But um, look, they, they've got strike all over the field, and, and that's something that excite is exciting for a player like myself. Um, you know, just being able to work out how to how to bring you know those players into the game and actually maximise that. So um, we've worked really hard through the pre-season at building those combinations and. Um, look, I, I've got to say, I can't be happier with how things have, have gone so far. Um, look, we know we know it's going to be a, a challenging year and um, we're going to be up against it, but I feel like we're, we're right up for it, which is exciting. Tanner Boyd, Kieran, I've, I've known the kid for quite a while and I've watched him uh, with great admiration through his, his schoolboy career at Kebra Park. He's a sponge for information. He's a great kid. He's got a great work ethic, which I've got no doubt you've seen over the last couple of months. Has he attached himself to you, trying to milk as much information as possible? Yeah, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. You know, he, he is an absolute sponge, and um, I've been so impressed with his work ethic since arriving at the club. Um, for a young guy, he's, he's had a, a reasonably difficult uh, and challenging start to his career. Um, it hasn't been all smooth sailing, and I think that's probably been the best thing for him. If you uh, want me honest opinion, I think he's. Um, learned to become very resilient uh, in his approach to footy. And, um, you know, turning up there day one of pre-season, he, he was able to, you know, we were able to sit down and have some chats about the style of footy that we thought we might want to play. And um, he's just been able to adapt to that really well. And um, as you saw last weekend in that trial game, I thought he was he was superb in his performance. And I think he's only going to, you know, grow from strength to strength as he, as the year goes on. Now, there's a guy, Kieran, that's played a pretty big role in your your rugby league life since going back to Manly, I believe. And he's the, the head of performance that's now come to the Gold Coast Titans. Not only does he, he keep you on the field physically and make you feel as fresh as possible, but psychologically as well, you've you formed a really good combination. Can you remind me what his name was and how important he has been to you? Yeah, Cam Ferguson's That's his him. name. Um, yeah, so he he was the, uh, he was running sort of the strength and, and rehabilitation program down at Manly when I went back to the club uh, at the start of 2021. And um, look, he's a, a really intelligent guy. Um, he's unassuming. <laughs> he's quite uh, quite dry in his sense of humour, but he's uh, the boys absolutely love him. Um, but look, very very skilled at what he does. Um, and anyone who's worked with him will, will um, you know, will tell you that. And, uh, yeah, look, I, I think the Titans have done done a great thing in bringing him up here. Um, you know, you've only got to chat to a few of these young guys that have been at the Titans for a number of years and they've, you know, been telling me that they've never trained this way. Um, you know, that, you know, this is a complete different sort of structure and routine that, that they've had in the past, but that they're, they're really adapting well to it and loving it. And um, yeah, look, he's, I think he'll be brilliant for the club moving forward. Oh, that's great to hear. I, I know, um, I mean, you, you're, uh, you know, one of the key signings for the Titans this year, but another guy that's come along with you, a, a guy named Sammy Verrills. Now I, I believe personally the most important person in, in your attack is your hooker. He starts everything off. And if you've got no strike there, it takes, puts so much pressure onto the halves and in, in turn gets out to the edges and, you know, you just lose time. Can you tell me a little bit about how he's going? I've I've heard some amazing things about the young man. I hear he's a great guy, hard trainer. Can you give it? Can you fill us in? Yeah, look, um, Sammy's been great, and as you said there, 
um, you know, he's so crucial to the success of the team. Um, you've got to have a genuine nine and a, and a real threat around the ruck and, and an intelligent nine as well. And Sammy ticks all those boxes. Uh, he's a really smart young hooker. He understands, um, you know, the speed of the ruck well, um, you know, where the opportunities present. And, you know, he's been making our job a hell of a lot easier as halves, um, just with controlling the middle of that field. And, and I know that big boys are absolutely loving uh, running off him um, and allowing him to dictate play around the middle of the field, which has been great. I've noticed he's got a long neck and a skinny head. So you've played with one of the great long necks and skinny heads in, in Cherry. So is is Dali, is he still got the longest neck and longest head when you can compare him to Sammy Barrels? I'll tell you what, it's, you've, it's, uh, it's, it's a close tie. Right? Oh, wow. Between those two. Oh, there you go. <laughs> No, I think Ches has got him. I reckon Ches has got him with a longer neck. <laughs> Mate, tell me, uh, look, Dave Fafita, he's, he's, he's been a much maligned player over the last couple of years. And, yeah, look, there's a lot of pressure heaped on him. You know, he's got so much talent. I think, you know, fans get frustrated not seeing him in space running the ball. But that, I mean, that, you can't put that all on Dave Fafita. How are you going to unlock this potential this year, mate? Well, I think, look... At, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to the whole side unlocking Dave. And I, I think it also comes down to him. And um, I tell you what, I couldn't be more impressed with how he's applied himself through the preseason. And all the coaches and all the players will, will say exactly the same thing. He has trained the house down. Um, he's got himself in the best physical shape um, that he can be in. And at the end of the day, you know, um, I feel like as a footy side, it, it's about us getting, you know, the side into the positions on the field that are going to work for Dave. Um, look, he's a, he's a unique player. He's, he's an X factor. Um, he's a guy that's going to, you know, that can do things that, that not many other players can. But at the end of the day, we don't want to rely just solely on Dave to do that. We want him to um, be able to, to work really hard throughout the 80 minutes and, and nail that role first. And then, uh, as you saw in the trial, you know, when he has those deft touches um, and he's able to, to come up with those special passes and runs, then, you know, that's just the icing on top. Um, and, and that's what we'll be looking for from him. Only turned 23 on the weekend. It's crazy. It's crazy. He picked yeah. up that ball, that loose ball against the Dolphins, and how he took the, oh. so much explosion, so much power. Now, uh, yeah. Desi up against um, Justin Holbrook in a sense of tearing the paint off the walls. So Desi's one of the greats at it. One of the greats. Blow up. Now I've known Justin Holbrook Titsy for quite a while. I'm thinking he'd be a little right. bit more. Calm he doesn't know the nickname yet. Oh yeah. So Justin Holbrook's yeah. nickname is Titsy. Okay. Oh yeah. wow. So okay. I'm thinking he'd be a little bit more subdued than than Desi. One hundred percent. Yep. No, I haven't uh, had a, haven't had a Justo spray yet. So, and it'd be pretty hard to topple Desi's sprays. Um. I think he takes the cake for that, Desmond. So, um, nah, look, just just comes across as a a far more relaxed um, character than than what Desi is, and um, I've really enjoyed my time under Just so far. Mm. He's um he's got a real different approach to to coaching to to what I'm used to, and I'm absolutely loving it. It's um it's really good. Um, he's really nurturing of his players. He's um, he's you know, creates a very, very happy environment, um, and um, yeah, it, it's it's been yeah, it's been a pleasure to turn up the training so far. It's been 
it's been really good. Yeah, nice one, mate. Hey, the, the the Gold Coast fan base can be pretty fickle. Um, you win games that they're gonna they're gonna show up and they're gonna support you. Now, getting off to the getting the season off to a good start is incredibly important. But how much emphasis have you put on this first game? You're coming up against a Tigers side that look they you know that they're on a, on a rebuild. Um, they would have been disappointed in their last year. How much emphasis has been put on this game? I mean, obviously. You know, win, lose or draw, the season doesn't go out the window or it doesn't become a premiership. But how much importance is Justin placing on this first game and getting this season off to a good start? Yeah, look, I think it's it's important for us as a as a club and as you said, our supporters and fan base, you know, um, we want to start the season off on a really good note. Um, we want everyone to get behind us and, and everyone to see the work that we've put in over the last four months. So... Um, you know, like you said, Dan, it's not the be all and end all, but at the end of the day, we have placed a fairly high um, emphasis on this first game, and we will be um, going out of the blocks, um, leaving nothing in the tank, and um, and going after the the, the two points because we know how important it is to start well. So yeah, look, um, we're preparing well, and, and as I said, it's, uh, there's a fairly high emphasis on on going out there and getting the win. And Kieran, uh, before we let you go, your first home game as a Titan is round three, Seabus Super Stadium, of course, against the Storm. What a game this will be. Two o'clock on Saturday, the 18th of March. Are you hoping for a big turnout? Yeah, look, if all things goes to plan, you know, then hopefully we've won the first uh, couple of games away and, and we come home to play the Storm at home in round three after, you know, winning two on the trot. That would be the ideal um, plan. And, um, and then we can get right up for that game against them. So, yeah, look, um, yeah, hoping for a great turnout. We want to we want a really big turnout for all our home games. Um, we want the Gold Coast to, to be behind us the whole year. And um, you know, I'll say one thing: we're um, we're certainly not settling for for average this year. We we're going after it, and um, we'll be be doing all that we can. I can't wait for that round for what Kieran yeah. said about Cam Munster. I can't wait for that matchup. So everyone's yep. got to get there. Very good. And it's a great stadium to watch for. <laughs> Did you not hear what he said about Cam Munster? Yeah. Oh, we'll leave it to another interview. Yeah, right, <laughs> okay. No worries. Okay. There is a lot of excitement around this team this year. Sure Some is. very, very good recruits. Kieran Foran, thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. It certainly is. And Chris Nelson is the man with all of the knowledge. Nelson, how welcome. Thank you, Jase. Great to be with you. And Sats. You also played golf yeah. today with Woogie. No, we don't and... need to talk about it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> he shot 121 for 18 holes off the stick. Yeah. I've got to say, it's the worst score I've ever seen in golf. But I didn't, I didn't even... For... I didn't even – I was killer with a putter. He sunk a 50-footer, I've got to say that. Mate, but I'd never more than two putted. So the rest of the game was shizen. <laughs> well, can you um, – can you – can you <laughs> – sorry, I got distracted there, guys. Um, can you uh, – would you say, Sats, that he, he played well but scored badly? Can you at least take that out of it? No, he's pretty honest in his scoring. That's yeah. the worst part about it. I'd be lying. Yeah. Anyway, look, let's look at the weekend of racing uh, in Queensland. What can we look forward to? Well, we've got a big day at Eagle Farm, guys. Uh, in two weeks' time, we have uh, the jewel races. They're both worth half a million dollars for the two-year-olds and the three-year-olds. And at Eagle Farm on Saturday, we have three preludes for those races. So 
We have a two-year-old prelude for the Phillies, a two-year-old prelude for the Colts and Geldings, and we have a three-year-old prelude as well. So uh, it's not just your normal run-of-the-mill meeting at Eagle Farm. There's plenty of uh, interest there with those races uh, going forward to the big ones in two weeks' time. So a really good meeting at Eagle Farm. I have got a fistful of cash this weekend. Really? Why? Yep. How? I'm seeing a function. Are you getting cashy? No. Well, why have I'm you got not, a fistful of cash? Because I'm just saying that. Right. I'm not getting cash at all. You don't get paid cash. So, so where are you getting the money so from? So can you, um, can you <laughs> no, give can me you some elaborate? tips for the weekend, please? <laughs> can you change the subject, you mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yes, I can. Now, before I do that, Sats, yeah, I'll just tell you where else they're racing over the weekend. Uh, of course, Saturday we're racing at Eagle Farm. We're racing on the Poly Track at the Gold Coast. We're racing at Dolby. It's the Dolby New Market. No meeting at Toowoomba on uh, Saturday night. And we're back to the Sunshine Coast come Sunday. Now, tips. There's a horse going around in race eight at Eagle Farm on Saturday who ran second to Animo two years ago in the size produce at uh, Randwick. And Tony Gollan's got the horse now. It's formerly with Team Hawks in New South Wales, having its first run for Tony Gollan. I speak of number one, Halal, and I think it will be winning. And it's around probably $2.50 to $3 come race time. It may change that price, but I don't think it'll start any shorter or any longer than that. But I think it'll be winning. Race eight, number one, Halal. Go back an earlier race. Race seven, number seven, Deepor. Been racing really well. Uh, going for four on the trot. Has a big finish on him. I think you can bring up that uh, four straight win. So they're my two best of the day. Race seven, number seven, Deepor, and race eight, number one, Halal. Hey, what's what? Which Queensland horses can we expect to see interstate? Absolutely none, Jace. There are okay. none racing this Good weekend. Chat. But thanks Good for asking. Good chat. Good I drove chat. past Gold Coast Turf Club the other day, and yeah. um, all the redevelopments going on there. Oh, also. yeah. They've, yeah. Well, we've been racing on the poly track every Saturday yeah. uh, since it started, and each week you see more and more. Uh, Work being done in the background there with the temporary fences up and piles of dirt and all that sort of thing. So give it about uh, seven months or so, and I'm sure it'll be looking pretty spick and span. But, uh, yep, they're getting through it nicely, and it'll be fantastic when it's finished, Sats. Yeah. yeah, beauty, mate. All right, listen, good luck this weekend. Make sure you gamble responsibly. I'm just trying to work it out, Sats. Mm. You're going to have a fistful of cash. Yep. You get paid by direct <laughs> deposit. No, um, I didn't say we're, we're, deposit we're, at all. No, but you do. I know that. We all get paid the same way. You don't get paid... Oh, from work. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So how are you going to have a fistful of cash? Have you robbed someone? No. No? He's, he'll just go down to the ATM and withdraw some money. Do you money. really want to tell me, tell the people how I got the money? It's from playing you in golf today. <laughs> That's how I got the money. <laughs> oh, he's doing well. It's he's very doing good. well. He's telling me to shut up here. I better go. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, guys. Well, that's our first show of Off the Bench for 2023. More rugby league than you can poke a stick at this weekend. We love it. Satsy, enjoy the rest of the weekend of footy. Uh, we'll be back for Sports Day Monday night with Matty Rogers. Yeah, can't wait for the last game, the, the Sunday game at Leichhardt. Should be a cracker. All right, catch you Monday night. See ya. Goodbye.